Hello, and welcome to our podcast. We want to teach you stuff and make you laugh and also turn you on. I'm Sleeping Girl. I'm Cece. And we're the two hip chicks. So let's take a shot and get this show on the road. Hi, okay, so today we're doing a shot of this thing. Please, okay. Um, senior, oh, it's, well, I don't Sen- think it's- Senior? No, I don't think it's Senior. Because oh, no, it doesn't have, have that have little thing. mark, yeah. Uh, it's a blend of chocolate and curacao liqueur. Um, curacao being like an orange liqueur, so it's like a chocolate orange thing. Yeah, and it's, it's very tasty. good. And um, we're going to have this for our shot because, I don't know. Oh, on the back it says, the genuine senior. <laughs> I mean, it's spelled like senior. Would it, be, it wouldn't be senior. No, it would have that. Maybe uh... if it was from a different country or something. I don't know. Um, let's see. What's where's it from? Sure, shortly like after Here we go. Some interesting facts about Senior's one and only Curacao liqueur. Shortly after their discovery of the island in 1499, the Spaniards planted their so-called Valencia orange. Due to the special climate and soil conditions, however, the fruit changed into a kind of bitter, almost inedible produce. This is like a big story, Jesus. Why are you it reading was the not, whole thing? It was not till decades later that it was discovered that the sun-dried peels of the orange contained an etheric oil with an extraordinary, ex- extraordinary pleasing fragrance. These peels are still the basis for Senora's Curacao of Curacao liqueur. The quality of the authentic liqueur, blah, 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 blah. Interesting. Well, right. we learned something today. I Did think that's we? in our song. We want to teach people things, so we learned something. <laughs> well, it's definitely not a, a squeak noise. That is pouring so slowly. We have. What are you doing? You and do. Yeah, I'll do a half shot. I mean, a, a full shot because I'm not a pussy. Ha 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 ha. Yep. We definitely don't always just take half shots because. Um, because that's pussies. Because that's for pussies. But we are pussies. Drink responsibly, like we're doing. Yeah. Okay. Cheers. Clink. That was. <laughs> oh my god. It's so good. This is the best chocolate liqueur. I mean, it's really good. And I really like you know those like chocolate oranges. I'm super into those, and it's kind of like that, mm. but better. I'm not. Yeah, I know. And you really like this. But I really like this. Yeah. Um, Okay, so I guess we're going to get started. fast car whistling my name open up a beer and you say get over here and play a video game i'm in his favorite sundress watching me get undressed hi i'm sleeping girl and i'm Cece. and this is our two hip chicks podcast two hip chicks where we have a couple drinks mm-hmm. um and talk about hypnosis and stuff related to trance kink in our lives um, this podcast is not safe for work, and please don't listen to it while you're driving, because we do trance during this podcast. Exactly. Yay. 
It feels yep. like forever since we've done a podcast. It it hasn't been forever, it hasn't. but I agree. I don't know what that is. <laughs> so I wanted to start this off by uh, making a quick announcement. Um, thank you for those of you who popped in or who were watching the um, really terrible <laughs> Overwatch. At first I was like, what are you even talking about? Because <laughs> really... I just was playing a game. I was, I was streaming Overwatch with uh, some friends this weekend under the... Uh, to have checks Twitch account, um, yep. and mostly it was just to test out the yeah. uh, the software. You should stream it now. We're better now. Yeah, exactly. Well, and the the I have to I have to delete the VOD that's there because it was like, oh, I got to make sure that this records. And then we lost every single game on that yeah. stream. It oh, was yeah. like a two hour stream. It was awful. Um, but I mean, <laughs> but we're much much better. Just to now. be clear, I got Overwatch when that was going on. Yeah. Two days, like two days ago? prior, yeah, right, and like, and if that, right, and I can't we even did, remember. and and it was same with another person in our friend group, um, uh, and we've had some practice time, and we're much better now. We we win a lot, <laughs> promise. But, I promise we win a lot, but uh, that's beside the point. So basically, um, well, I don't want that too high, you know, too oh, high right. standard <laughs> yeah. either. No, next time no, we'll stream. Yeah. Um, so basically, uh, Cece and I are going to start doing a sort of two hip chicks play let's play live stream series of sorts no set schedule yet although um the first one i put up a poll on our discord server or you can uh or i'll also on tumblr um of which day which evening would work best for you if you want to be a part of this sure um we're looking at either a sunday monday or tuesday night after 9 p.m eastern Mm -hmm. um and basically that let's play series is going to be us playing games that have hypnosis or mind control in it of some sort um and the first game we're going to be playing i'm very (laughs) excited about um it's it's a game on steam and it's literally just called hypnosis it's a five dollar game on steam and it looks so it's the best price right exactly and it looks bad oh it looks so bad it's like about a hypnotherapist who has to like go into people's minds and say like some mystery it's like a point and click game yeah and the graphics what should be like really like, i know sad or well, something I the, yeah <laughs> emotional well and it's like the the faces are super uncanny valley and the voice acting seems bad and it just yeah. feels like this is going to be the oh, perfect this is gonna be fun perfect thing to start and um so yeah, so look forward to that. That's going to be happening. We will probably be doing something with hypnosis with that as mm-hmm. well, and you know, interacting with you guys as we go through and make commentary over a probably terrible game. But I don't want to. Let's not go into it with too low expectations, you know. Right, right. It might be amazing. <laughs> Who knows? A masterpiece, a hidden gem. Um. So yeah, so that's going to start. Let us know if you want to be a part of that. What day would work best for you? Um. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so. Sort of related to that um, yeah. is today's topic, which, excuse me, uh, you saw if you clicked the podcast, which is oh, right. basically <laughs> hypnosis and gaming, or like how to augment or make more interesting a video game or some kind of game experience or something like right. that. Right. No, exactly. Yeah. It doesn't have to be video and games. No, but. exactly. It could be any kind of game thing. And this is like a really broad and general topic. And don't, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, you knew going into it what it was, but I would say even if video games aren't something that interests you, this topic is more broadly about how to use what somebody else is doing and augment sure. it. Sure. So if you think of it through that lens, yeah, this is going to be interesting. Yeah. 
I promise. <laughs> no, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I actually even just thought of something with, a, like, a silly board game. Oh, yeah. Like what? Well, like, okay, so, and this is, this is actually just kind of mean, I guess. Um, and it's like me to think of stuff like that. Right. But... <laughs> um. Like, in the game, for immediately, I thought of, like, Sorry, the game Sorry or yeah. Trouble or whatever. Yeah. Um, and basically, like, when you get to a certain thing, like, you, like, you, I don't know, it's almost like the other player has a force field or something, so you can't, like, like go, mess, go yeah, forward yeah, or something. Yeah, or, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, okay. I mean, I don't, basically, I don't just know so the you game don't you're win. talking about. Yeah. Sorry, you know the game Sorry. I never played it. Or I played oh, it maybe, like, 20 well, when years you were probably, ago. Like, right, a little kid. right. Yeah. I mean, the old-fashioned game is actually, uh, what is it, Parcheesi, I think. Is, is it Parcheesi? Right? I, I don't so. know. I don't know any of these board games. I think so. I'm not really a board game person. I think but the, but there are some games. But yeah, so like, I mean, yeah, so so to some degree, this is, <laughs> this is like how you could, so I would say there's like different ways to um, change a gaming experience. Right. Um, there's ways to... Um, enhance it or make it more immersive or ways to you could right. do the opposite of that and make yourself very detached from it an otherwise immersive game for some reason or oh you like could, a person on the outside yeah or something like thing? that mm-hmm. mm. you could put yourself in the shoes of your character or the shoes of a different character in the game watching or something yeah. or you could put yourself in the shoes of another player or um Stuff like that. Or you could, um, and I was talking to one of my friends about this, you could potentially train someone to get better at a game. And yes. this, this conversation came up by uh, them them talking about, like, I wonder if you could, um, like, use hypnosis to train someone to get better at Overwatch. Right, right. <laughs> um, and we're better or, now, I'm just saying. Yeah, no, 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 it's not. <laughs> um or you could make someone get really bad at a game Ooh. and have them frustrated by it or have it be a silly thing. So it's like a bimbo sort of oh, yeah. thing. Oh, yeah. Like someone is too stupid to play a game. Oh, geez. Yeah. I mean, it's an it's an innocent thing, right? Right. Because it's not like a big deal if you lose or something like sure. that. So yeah, it's not like, you know, it has horrible... <clears throat> lasting results and then i mean you could always do the things where if you could make it essentially like you know how you make things into drinking games by like the things that happen frequently is a trigger oh, to that's drink an interesting way so of instead it. of saying yeah. you drink when these things happen then you know something else happens when these things happen right. whether it's you feel a certain way or you have a certain experience or something yeah, like that sure. um that's actually that's kind of a funny way to think of... It's that's a totally such a, funny way to look a, at things. That's such a sleeping girl thing to, to look, <laughs> way to look at things. How can I make this into a drinking game? Right, is well, like, I've actually thought that to myself, like, when people are like, oh, this is a drinking game, and I'm like, you can make anything a drinking game. Oh, yeah. Game. So let's... let's with that let's, thought process, yeah. you can make anything a, a hypnosis-enhanced so how do game. You, how do we look at things and say, let's make this a drinking game? Do you look at, like, frequency of things? Things. Typically, usually sure. it's like, oh, this happens ever so often, so that's a good yeah. time for a drink or something, right? Like if you're watching Star Wars, every time Jar Jar Binks shows talks, up, talks, <laughs> you yeah. take a drink, and right. and you know, kind of going along that 
concept, it, when you're trying to make a drinking game out of something, you don't want it to be too frequent or too infrequent. Right. Um, so. Well, like, and sometimes, you know, that. Yeah. Because, like, for, um, I know for a lot of, like, uh, political debates and stuff, there's there's a lot of drinking games out there, right? Where yeah. certain words are said right. or something. Right. And I think, I think it was this last one we were we were watching and, and we were doing a drinking game with it. And, uh, basically it was like, uh, uh, it was something like every time Reagan or something was mentioned that, you know, you take a shot and right. we were, we were like, we can't do this. Yeah. Like well, it was, it was getting that's, ridiculous. That's the, only, that's the thing that pisses me off about people who make like drinking games online. They're like, Oh, wouldn't it be, f-? you know, right. Oh, especially shots. Right? Here's a drinking game for you. Take a shot. Whenever this happens. It's like, no, do you know how to drink? You will die if you take more than three shots in an hour or something. Like, you will literally die. So that's not yeah. a good, you know... Right. Sips. So... Sips. Exactly. But... With that in mind... God damn. This is... No, a- no, I think this is good. I think this is a good way to looking at it. That made sense in my head. It, sure. It, um... Which is, you don't want to do it too much. Like, let's say, okay, you're lowering the person's IQ after a certain... You know, each thing, right? It's like you're playing a game or whatever, and, you know, every time you pass go, now all of a sudden I'm playing Monopoly. Yeah, it's Monopoly now. Um, You know, your IQ drops or something like yeah. that, right? That's, so, that's too infrequent, I would say. Okay. Well, it depends how long you want the game to go on right. for. <laughs> it's going to be really short at the first second. Every time you roll the dice, right. And but it but it so to some degree it's about like modulating based on the circumstances, being yeah. able to alter things and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I know, uh, and I think we talked about this in the last podcast. But the the notebook that I gave you uh, has mm-hmm. has a suggestion for um, word search. Yes. And there's fractionation based on finding, excuse me, finding words in the word search. Right. Um, but you're still functional by the yes. end of it, if barely or if you know whatever. Yeah. Um, well, fractionation is an interesting thing anyway, because you're not necessarily... It's very contextual. Yeah. Well, because you're not necessarily dealing with uh, brains. No, you're not dealing with, um, like, intelligence. intelligence. Yeah. Um, you're just going to get more and more, like, out, out of, of it. it. Or yeah. something. And that's, and that's like, how you feel about it and stuff like that. Right. So um, maybe that's just for me. Right. But then that works out well exactly. for the word search. Exactly. Um, so, I mean, this is such a broad topic. Is it, it too broad? I mean, it's fine. We're just going to kind of bounce around and stuff. Yeah. Because, like, so... Because um, that's what we do. Well, right. I know. This was this would have been one of those good times to, like, have a game plan going in. <laughs> game well, plan. Ah. Ah, title drop. Yeah. Um, mm. Yeah. Uh, but, so... So, yeah, there's all sorts of... So you can do something based on that sort of if-then type of thing. Sure, if something sure. happens, then, some you know, the yeah. suggestion takes effect. And, and what the suggestion might be might be contextual to the game. Because I feel that um, for a lot of hypnotic suggestions, um, the if the suggestion goes along with the context of what's happening, it tends to be more effective or easier for people to pick up on. Mm-hmm. So, for example... If you're doing something sexual, then sexual suggestions or sexual motivators or sexual hallucinations, you know, f- pleasure hallucinations tend to be easier to grasp on. Whereas, like, you can do a game where 
if you every time you shoot somebody you get you know and you hit them you get a surge of pleasure okay you can do that and for some people that's going to be easy but for some people it's going to be they're in a different headspace for mm-hmm. that. So you mm-hmm. either have to work in the headspace that they're in yeah. or rely on them to to formulate that sensation in, yeah. a, in a different way. And and so so I was so the the conversation that I was having with my friend uh Justice actually was the was the person I was talking <laughs> to who was talking about um uh could you train someone to get better at Overwatch? Yeah. Um was talking about the idea of motivating someone to like you know when you get a kill or when you win a round or something yeah um that you feel that you feel something you feel pleasure um right but so i would say like in those situations if you want to train someone to get better at something um it would be better to use Mm -hmm. something contextual and games in general are built on reward and punishment systems totally they are made to make you feel good when you win and to for you to feel bad when you lose or and lots of different things in between when you when you get a kill streak when you Mm -hmm. um pass go and get two hundred dollars you know right those things make you feel good already so you don't necessarily have to say every time you pass go and collect two hundred dollars you feel sexual pleasure that's in fact i would say complicating things and confusing things mm, interesting yeah. in some cases you know yeah. maybe you're playing a game of strip strip monopoly and then it's very you know whatever strip, just... strip overwatch might be harder but also fun yes <laughs> yes <laughs> well see there's another there's another if you don't like alcohol or whatever how can you make a game a strip game yeah exactly, right? exactly. it's the same it's the same concept it's about pacing it's yeah. So, so in the context of you want to train someone to get better at a game, um, I would argue that it's more important to think about uh, learning opportunities because, okay. um, so operant conditioning, which is the pleasure, or excuse me, the reward punishment sort of training, right? Carrot right. and stick. Um, will with like animals and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's the only way for for the animal to learn whether or not they're doing the right or wrong thing to get the desired behavior. If they get a treat, they know they did something right. They don't necessarily know what they did right, but they might learn it over time. So usually when you're training dogs or something, you're training them to do a simple thing. Or if it's a complicated thing, you train them in small steps and bites. So they learn a sequence of behaviors that that is the desired behavior. Right. Um, But with people... Yeah. um, you can talk to people and teach people verbally. Right. So if you wanted to train someone to get better at a game, sure, you take advantage of the the system that's in place. It, uh-huh. the, the existing system of it feels good to win and it feels bad to oh, lose. Yeah. yeah, totally. And you can alter that. But you would also ne- you would also want to talk to them and give them small bite-sized information of what they can do to get better. Right. So I was even thinking... To some degree, like okay, let's let's take Overwatch. Why not? Um, let's let's quickly explain what Overwatch is for those who might not know what it is. Okay, Overwatch is a, a shooting game where it's kind of like a capture the flag style team shooting yes. game. So you want to go and stand on an objective point or something, or yeah, you uh, you, your goal is to um, okay. like 
push a train down its tracks and the other team is trying to stop you and kill you and you're trying to kill them so you can push the train down the tracks right um in, in different various and different variations of that and there's right. also certain characters but but there's shooting and killing and right um and then other things and it's it's complicated there's people who play pro level yet again right okay right. go ahead you think that is that enough? enough? Yeah. It's a, well, I think it's a the, team-based shooter. Yeah. Computer game. And and everybody, you know, has different characters. As a role. There's roles. Right. There's like, roles, and there's also just different characters, and they do different things, mm-hmm. right? And it takes different uh, keys that you click on to do the certain things. Right. The reason I'm bringing that up is because I think it's, I think as one of the things when it comes to hypnosis is to help them get better... You could even do, like, some mental, so to speak, exercises where they're visualizing the keyboard or whatever and, you know... For, like, reflexes. Yeah, Yeah. for reflexes. Because I think... I mean, of course, it depends on the person. But, I mean, if you actually want to work on getting them to be better at this game, right... I do think there are ways you could do it. Oh, absolutely. I think there are absolutely, like, you know, visualizations and... yeah. Even just, like, possibly if you even know exactly what, like, combination they need to do oh, at yeah. specific times, you could put that well, and any, trigger, and so a to lot, speak, in them. So, like, a lot of the hang-ups that people have with video games or computer games in general, especially if they're not used to playing, yeah, um, comes down to muscle memory. Right. And, totally. And so muscle memory is, like, a kinesthetic thing where mm-hmm. instead of, you know, thinking oh, I have to do this, that means I have to press this button. Yeah. Then it's, oh, I have to do this, and you don't think about, oh, I have to press this button. You just have a muscle memory, you have a kinesthetic memory Where of it what it feels the, like. Yeah. Um, and and so you take away the, the, the middle, mm-hmm. and it's just like to make my... I, I do this thing to make my character shoot or heal or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's tons of ways that you can make that kind of training more interesting i mean those are just a few yeah so what else could you do i mean i would so it's hard to say without a like um without context i don't necessarily want to keep talking about overwatch um but i guess any kind of shooter game um you have to be able to aim right okay so aiming is important so I would take the opportunity to, to get someone, they have like little online apps that you can do that just like train your reflex to go and aim at a spot and shoot it. Okay. Um, so I would probably have them do that or have them play the game and utilize the idea of putting them in a place of focus for that one thing. Mm. Um, and so they're, they're very, very focused on that one thing and, and um, encouraging the idea of them being in a place of learning and making those connections better. Okay. And so even you just could, a generalized. Yeah, and you could even have someone things. right. You could even have someone think that when while they're learning it, they're they're learning it like, you know, twice as well or something. And sure, you could play sure. with the idea of somebody is learning something. Um, I wouldn't say as fast. I, I wouldn't say like you're learning it twice as fast, but I would say like. The experience of learning is twice as intense or something like that. Um, But, yeah, because, like, hypnosis is a learning state to some degree. And I think that 
hypnosis, the way that hypnosis works relies on learning mm-hmm. um, and stuff like that. So, like, thinking about those kinds of things. Yeah. And, yeah. and like I said, it's really important if you're training someone to do something to break it down into achievable behaviors. So, as opposed to... Yeah. When you win the game, you get a reward. It would be like when you um, when you get a headshot, you get a reward, or yeah. when you um, uh, <laughs> don't say Overwatch, don't say Overwatch, don't say Overwatch. <laughs> uh, Actually, I was even thinking of uh, when you said that. I was thinking of the of the happy like. Uh, party music or whatever when, oh, you hit a, yeah. when you get a headshot. Oh yeah, because uh, uh, in uh, Halo, 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 there's yeah. a, there's an option that you can turn on. Um, whatever you get a birthday headshot, surprise or yeah, something it's, like that. it's birthday party. Yeah, it, birthday the, party. It explodes in confetti and small children cheer, which yeah. is a great motivator. <laughs> um, <laughs> also, really but stuff disturbing. Like, but yeah, stuff like that. So like, yeah. so small bites, and then like slowly building up into what it means to be a good player or, or a winning player. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also play with somebody's idea of how they see themselves. Um, you can make someone feel like they're really good at a game and in some people oh, that yeah, might affect it yeah. or, you know, make them feel like they're really bad at a game and that will definitely affect it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> um, or to, for somebody's identity for them to think that they're a winner Versus mm. a loser, which for some people they get hung up on the idea of oh I yeah. always lose games or I'm a you know something like that yeah um yeah oh god these are such big like meaty topics I mean <laughs> so let's go to a different type of game um, and I know you've done this you've had some experience with this yeah you already know what I'm gonna say I think so yeah, yeah of course so um. <laughs> Like with the Dungeons, Dungeons and Dragons. D&D, yeah, D&D, Dungeons yeah. and Dragons. Um, or tabletop games. Right, right. But where you're like a character. Yes, right? role-playing. And so um, you can do quite a bit with that. Oh, yeah. You can be the character. You can, you know. You um, can have the, right. So yeah. I used to, I when I was playing D&D with um, people, mm-hmm. um my partner my partner at the time and I did hypnotic D&D and I, I'm pretty sure I've talked about this before but like so we would I don't think so we would become the character and we would do like a sort of an induction thing where you look in the mirror you see the character and then you are the character yet again mm-hmm. um so like you literally have the experience of being the character and the way that D&D works or or other types of yeah. tabletop RPGs there's somebody explaining to you what's happening or where mm-hmm. you are because there's no screen or anything. Right. You'd, somebody will be like, okay, you walk into a room and you see, you know, there's, yeah. there's candles and lights and, and stuff. And that works great for, uh, you know, hypnosis. Yeah. So so just, like, being able to absorb what the, the DM or the GM is saying yeah, to you and sure. explaining and, and being able to vividly visualize it. I had experiences um, that I can remember... This was a long time ago, but um, I was playing a halfling character, which right. halflings are about three feet tall. And um, so uh, we were playing the game and I went to go and get a drink of water. And it, to me, I was visually hallucinating that the floor was much closer to my face because right. I felt like I was three feet tall. Um, and I mean, that kind of thing is amazing. And, oh, yeah. You know, um, but the idea of 
immersing yourself into a game mm-hmm. is amazing. Everybody yeah. wants that. And that's what that's what game makers want too is they want you to be immersed to That's true. That's true. To some degree or another, I would assume. Yeah. yeah. I mean yeah. depending on the game, but a lot of a lot of games. So so playing with immersion and stuff. Mhm. Are there any games that you can think of that would work really well for that kind of thing or that are already very immersive for you? Um, or what makes a game immersive for you? That's well, I a better mean, we've, question. We've talked about, honestly, hours of playing something. Oh, yeah. Um, right? Uh, Skyrim. Yep. I played so many hours that I felt, like, exhausted. Right. By the end of the day because I was running everywhere. Right. And so it got very tiring, um, which I guess that would definitely be immersive. I actually get kind of lost in a game anyway. Yeah. Um, what what helps that for you? Like, what makes that? Typically, the storyline actually helps. Yeah. Um, and and for Skyrim, you'd say, well, what story? You know, but you had individual missions. Yeah. Which had their own storylines. Mm-hmm. So I absolutely got immersed in those, and. Um, the one thing that um, doesn't actually follow that rule for me was, like, Minecraft. Mm-hmm. And I got immersed in that, which was interesting. Um, because, but I think that had to do with, like, when you and I would play and stuff, we would actually almost kind of take on the characters themselves to some degree. Not right. in a hypnosis way, but, right. you know, like, you went off and... And fought or whatever, and I like did the chores or whatever. Right. Like it was, it was very well. And that's and multiplayer you know. games like that. Like we were when we were playing Minecraft, we were on a server together. Uh-huh. So it was like our character avatars are us to some degree, and you right. can interact with the person in the game, and you feel like that's them. You know? When oh yeah. You, when you punch them or when you right bury them in dirt or something. Right. Exactly. That's, that's them. You know? Um, and. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. There, I think there are some games that are more well suited to that kind of immersion. I think Minecraft is one of them for sure. Yeah. Skyrim is one of them. Um, I probably play games that, that are immersive. Like yeah, that. yeah. I mean, even Diablo. I don't know. I don't know if Diablo three was immersive for us or for me though. It wasn't very much for me. No, I wonder. I if... enjoyed it quite oh, a yeah, bit, me too. and we played quite a few hours. Oh of yeah, it. but I didn't like feel my like my character of any sort. No, not as much. And I wonder, you know, Diablo hmm. three is sort of a top down perspective where you see the character and stuff from oh, the sky. Oh, maybe maybe a perspective as opposed thing. to Skyrim or Minecraft where it's first person. Yeah. Um. So that might be something to think about. Maybe for some people, different perspectives are easier than That's others. That's probably really relevant. Yeah. And they're yeah. made like that. You know, games are made in that way. Um, Borderlands? I love Borderlands. Jesus. That was first person perspective. Yes. Yeah, we definitely got involved in that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. They gave us some cuts. Well, I mean... Now you get to... Now all the podcast listeners get to learn, like, all the weird video games that we play. They're all co-ops. That'll, yeah, well, that'll, that'll yeah, answer your question. Pretty much, or whatever. We, um, well, we prefer co-op games because we, we like together, to play together. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Breath of the Wild. 
<laughs> well, okay. So immersive. Right. Even for me. Right. As a person watching. And that's As a another, person watching. And that's another thing is that you can have somebody watching a game or watching you play oh, something. Oh, we could totally add hypnosis to that. Which you can easily add hypnosis to. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think we have. I don't um, think I've ever... I'm trying to think... There's a part of me that questions we have. I think we have. have. I think we have done that. Was it possibly just in, like, a, a type of waking trance yes, while I was watching you I'm play pretty sure. or something? I'm pretty sure we had a day okay. where you were in a waking trance and you were watching me play Zelda Breath of the Wild, oh. which is an, another amazing game. It's an amazing game anyway. Um, Very, very breathtaking visuals and stuff like that i totally consider it a co-op game and i know it's not it's, it's not it's a single People, player it's, game. it's absolutely it's a single player game i love watching uh people play that game like yeah. like i only watch you play that game right. but still right <laughs> but like let's players yeah or whatever. we also like, watched we also watched a let's play of that game as well um yeah no so so the experience of watching someone play a game can be immersive immersive or have them have experiences with right, it as sure. well add to it exactly it doesn't have to be just the person playing um yeah first person perspective though i think that might be relevant breath of the wild is not a first person perspective no it's game. not you're right third person but it's uh it's not like top down it's not top though. down it's, exactly it's like i think some of that has to do with the more Maybe. modern style graphics and stuff because like when i was growing up and playing pokemon blue when you were right growing right when younger. i when i was younger and i was my first video game was pokemon blue and i played a bajillion hours of that i was super immersed in it you know and part of that was because i was a child but the other part of it was just like that's that was the game no. you know i was immersed in that game yeah and that totally goes from that take takes that thing out the window with because games it's totally like, from the top with games like pokemon there's like for me, there's more of an immersion possibility because the world is so um, fleshed out in other yeah. ways. Um, like, you watch the TV show, or I watch the TV show mm. with the games. Yeah, And sure. then also, you kind of... Your character is you to some degree. Mm -hmm. So you, you... And you customize it as though it's you. So you have right. this idea of who you are in this universe... And you're able to, to, to be that person. Um, I thought of another one. Yeah. What? You can't think of it? No, just say it. Animal Crossing. Oh, Animal Crossing. Oh, God. <laughs> Animal Crossing is we like might a as well frustrating have added, immersion. Right. We might as well have added hypnosis to that. Because oh, you kept God. falling asleep. Yeah. But, um... Oh, yeah. I love Animal Crossing. I mean, it's... Holy shit. It's immersive. It is. And it's the same kind of immersive where you you customize you yeah. know the things and, and it's you and it's you yeah um, yeah so those are some things to consider whether or not the person in the game is is literally you versus you're role playing the character yeah um, and how much room there is for interpretation and stuff like that I mean in video games you can have people think they're a certain character sure you know outside of a game or experience the game outside of the game so like. I don't know, running around and thinking the world is Minecraft is probably a dream of some kids, you know, um, kids. or, or adults. <laughs> I don't, it was totally a dream of me when I was in college and playing the crap out of it. Um, but yeah, so, so there's all sorts of different possibilities.
Yeah. I don't know. What? <laughs> what else? What else should we talk about? We're, we're getting close. I mean, we can we can go into trancy stuff if we want, but <laughs> there might be other things we can talk I about. I mean... We were so stuck on that. Uh, I'm taking a drink. You've been drinking. Well, I'm drinking more. It's cool and refreshing. Yep. <laughs> so... When it comes to trance with the video games, I mean, really, and, and this is this is always frustrating, at least it was always frustrating whenever I was in a class or something where it was like, the sky's the limit. And it's like, okay, but narrow it down. Because <laughs> the sky is really big. <laughs> and I think, I think we did touch on a lot of things, a lot of different ways to enhance uh, the yeah. video games and change the experience and so forth. And I think a lot of it has to do with the tone that you're going for. Mm. Are you going for something funny and entertaining? Like right. the suggestions are going to be funny and entertaining versus sexual versus you know, sure. even painful or masochistic or just really interesting and immersive or something else, something yeah. to do with identity or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of different I mean, different there's so much. Avenues. Yeah. And all of this could apply to things like reading books or anything like that. Right. I mean, if you want to play with people's ideas of how their visualization works and um, making certain things easier for them to see in their heads, stuff mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. There's just a lot. Well, I think, <laughs> I think this is fine. And again, join us for the um, Two Hip Chicks Play Hypnosis the Game. Um that's coming. I'll, I'm scared. I'll be making announcements on Tumblr as well as on the Discord. Um, and of when we decide to do it. Of when we decide to do it. Yep. Uh, we'll be doing it on YouTube. So um, just like we did with the Q&A live stream, we're going to mm -hmm. be doing it on YouTube. Um, I, I do have a Twitch channel, but I don't know really what I'm going to use that for because <laughs> it might just be more terrible Overwatch Right. We'll see. Except this time we'll be good Overwatch. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely follow our YouTube channel because then you can um, find that when it comes out and we'll keep the record of it so you can watch it later too. All yeah. right. Uh, we're going to go do some trance now. Hot trance. So we actually have a little bit more to talk about because usually we take a short break before we do trance and then we keep talking and... Uh, <laughs> We should really just record the damn thing. Um, but uh, let's see. So so we didn't really even go into like what kinds of... We talked about making games like drinking games, as in you could put certain suggestions at different intervals or whatever. Right. Um, but what kinds of suggestions can you put into games? And, well, we did a few. And I was sort of talking about yeah. how it's sort of important that they're contextual. But you can also do things like have somebody get more fractionated or um oh we didn't even for, talk about fractionation right exactly <laughs> like you can you can make games like hypnotic you know um mm -hmm. something becomes uh, uh, a trigger to go into trance or and it can be like a waking trance or something right and then have them wake up at a certain point and that might be jarring or it might be interesting to go between states at different points during mm -hmm. a game um or you can, let's see, I mean, you can do funny things, like you can have them 
laugh every time a character says something a specific thing or right have you know some kind of kinesthetic response you can have people um sort of like i'm thinking like kind of like laser tag where like the vest vibrates when you get shot at a certain point yeah which might be fun for some people i wouldn't like that um (laughs) but but you could totally have kinesthetic experiences of your character when they're experiencing something oh oh like they're feeling like the laser tag thing yeah exactly like in a in a shooting game or something yeah stuff like that did you have any thoughts since you were sort of the one to bring it up no i was just bringing up that you were evil right and that's what made you think of that no i was thinking of that before you were saying that i was evil oh okay (laughs) obviously there's probably games that are like better suited to these sorts of things than others um, right. But anything you can make into some kind of hypnosis thing. Um, right. No, absolutely. And it, and it, I thought those were all really great suggestions. Yeah. Okay. Now we're going to go to some trance. All right. All right. So, yeah. All right. Let's do a thing. <laughs> okay. That's nice. Oh, that's really pretty. I haven't seen that in a while. It feels good to have that experience to let me see that again and again and again. You know how I like to watch your eyes do that thing that they do when you go into trance. It's not only a little signal for me, but it's a signal for you. It's a way for you to know where you're at and where you're going and where something else is going and where your mind is going and where my voice is going and where... The rest of you goes when you go deep down like that. That's so nice. And it's so good. We're having a really interesting conversation about games. And of course, for us right now, the first game to come to mind is Overwatch because we've been playing so much of that. And you can go really deep into thinking about that for a few moments. Because when you're in a state like this, it's easy to go deep into thought about different things. And sometimes the way that you think about things is different. So you go into the thought and then you'll sort of get immersed in the thought. And then you'll sort of feel like you've lost your train of thought about it. And then you might go back and you might go lots of different directions. And all that is perfectly wonderful and a sign that you're sort of deeply going into trance because you can feel the difference in the way that you think and you can feel a difference in the way that your thoughts move and you can feel it almost like a very physical sensation inside yourself and inside different parts of you so I was thinking about the idea of how to train somebody to get better at a game And there's so many different possibilities of things that you can do. But I thought it would be interesting to sort of go along the thought process of having someone in a space where they're more able and better at learning things. And you and I have done a lot of trance where you get better at learning things. And this is just a natural extension of that because you remember what it feels like to be really good at learning and to feel learning like something physical. And we've done quite a bit of that. And even as you sort of recall that, you sort of go into that experience because that's sort of the nature of the thing and the nature of how you think about things. 
when you recall it, you go into it. And so in a learning space, when we think about what a learning space might be, or a training space, you can think about a sort of change in headspace and a sort of change in thought processes. So almost like a training mode, like a switch for training mode. So when you switch into training mode, you notice, why don't you think about going into the training mode in Overwatch? And you know what that looks like. You've been in that area quite a bit at this point. So to some degree, visualizing that, visualizing the area, and you kind of know parts of it by heart and where certain things are, that's sort of like the place that you could be if you were learning how to play a game better. And it doesn't necessarily have to be something that you're seeing at the time or that you're seeing right now, but you felt the switch when I mentioned that you're going into the training mode. And that's the thing that I want to focus on, that switch. That's right. And you're picking up on that. And so in a training mode, you might be more keen on things that you might not otherwise recognize. Like, you might process faster. You might be able to react faster. And most importantly, there's a link between your brain and your fingers that we can sort of play with. Because you feel what it's like to have your fingers on the keys and your fingers on the mouse. And you can even recall that specific sensation right now. Like you can feel what that feels like and you know what each button does and you feel really confident about that when you're in a game. And in this training mode, when the switch is done, you feel like you know exactly. You can feel that, the link between your fingers and your brain and you can feel like to do a certain action it's just a movement. It's not a button press. It's a movement of your fingers. So to shoot, you move your right index finger. And to activate your abilities, you use the fingers on your left hand. It's not that you're pressing keys. It's that you're moving your fingers. And maybe that in and of itself is a big difference and a big change and something that you can really take advantage of in this place. So if we were to play a game right now, and you can even see the screens flashing in your head of what it's like to start and be at the beginning and go into something. You can visualize that very strongly and there's a kinesthetic aspect to playing. So if you're moving around, right, you're definitely moving around in the game and you can feel the way that your fingers are moving almost automatically. But at the same time, you know that you have um, space to learn with your fingers and with your reflexes. So you can feel that training happen as you're doing it in this space. And sometimes this is gonna flow over to when you're not in this space. You're always learning and you're always gaining new information and you're always training your body and you're always training muscle memory. It just happens a little more intensely here. And you're also able 
to pick up things that you might not otherwise pick up when you're in the heat of something, like a game. So this is a perfect place for you to be. And you realize that the, t the type of focus that you have right now is a little bit different and it's perfect for game playing. The, the quality of the focus that you feel that you have, you're so geared up for it. You feel like you could see everything. You feel like you're so observant and you feel like you can understand things better. You feel like your brain is working better there's like adrenaline happening, but it's a good kind of adrenaline. Like when you feel like you're doing something right and you're really good at something. Like a game. So this is a space I want to keep and work with. And that's easy enough for you because as we know, it's a learning experience. And you like that and I like that. And so you've learned to be in this space. And I think you've started to pick up on the idea of it being a sort of switch that we can work with. And I think you'll know when you're supposed to be in this space. And it's okay if you sort of drift into this space while we're playing naturally too. And if it doesn't work, if it's something that gets in the way of something, for whatever reason, we can change it. Or you don't have to be in this space. But it'll be really good for when we're working on really honing your skills and making you good at the things you want to be good at. And learning new habits that are good and learning new skills that are good. And taking away that barrier between your fingers and your brain and the screen and the keys. So we'll keep this feeling and then we'll turn it off and you can go right back down all the way down and feel the difference and feel the distinctness of that change and shift in space and that's so convincing that that's something distinct for you and something new that you've learned how to do a new place you've learned where to go and how to be there. And then you can come back up. Mm. Mm. Don't you just really want to play Overwatch right now? So much. <laughs> well, we're going to we're going to go do after hours um <laughs> and then maybe we'll play a couple games of Overwatch. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Um thank you everyone for listening to the podcast. Um, if you want to hear our awesome after-hours trances, please um, support us on Patreon, uh, and you'll get access to God knows how many of those yeah. there are at this point. There are a lot. There are a lot. Um, and they're, they're quite sexy. Um, mm -hmm. And, uh, uh, yeah, and, and uh, keep an eye out on Discord, Tumblr, or wherever, uh, YouTube for um, the live stream. All kinds of crazy Two stuff that play. we All sorts of stuff we're getting into. <laughs> Um, yeah. Thank you very much and have a good one. Good night.